The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. And now my next guest is living with cancer, incurable cancer as it happens. And the reason she is here is because she's facing another struggle, but this one is financial and it all stems from her cancer treatment. Linda Bowler is her name. Linda, you're very welcome to the show. Um, Can you tell me maybe, first of all, before we talk about money, uh, Linda, a little bit about your own situation? Yeah, okay. So I was diagnosed with stage four bowel cancer last July 2021. So I was symptomatic for about six weeks, had a colonoscopy, and then I was diagnosed a week later. It was in my rectum, but it had also spread to my liver before I had even known that I had cancer. So it was, at that stage, it was stage four. So obviously I've had treatment for the last 14, 15 months now mm. um, for the cancer. And I suppose what that resulted in me being out sick, me being out sick from work for um, from July until March this year, because obviously I was going through treatment and um, I had um, surgery on my liver to remove the tumours from my liver um, back in January. Um, so yeah, it's been like it's it's been a, a long journey. Um, I suppose where we are now is um, it has spread to my lungs and it's also spread back into my liver. So. Um, I've had to retire from my job um, recently mm-hmm. because obviously I'm too unwell to work, you know, and it wouldn't, and tr- with treatment, it just wouldn't, it wasn't going to work. And a conversation with my oncologist and my oncology nurse was that it was better off that I didn't um, continue to work. So, um, yeah, I had to, had to pack it in, which was, which was quite heartbreaking as well because I loved the job that I did and I worked hard to get to that position. Um, that was a really, really hard thing to do. Yeah, I'm sure. And listen, I'm I'm, I'm sorry to hear that the health woes, and I'm sure everyone listening as well would, would share that sorrow. You might tell me a little bit, though, about the financial impact of all of this, because a lot of us who've been lucky enough yeah. not to have to deal with this or not have to deal with it within the immediate yeah. family might assume that for something like cancer and such a serious diagnosis like yours, everything would be laid on for you in terms of treatment? And, and you know, that's not the case. Obviously, when you're diagnosed, um, you, you will see the oncology team and there's always a plan put in place for chemo, radiation, whatever it is that you need. But when I was diagnosed, I was out of sick, work sick for nine months. So I, at the time, worked for Tusla. I was a child protection social worker. So I had a good job. So, but I, I wasn't working. So I got a medical card for six months and then, once I went back to work part-time, I lost that medical card, which I still don't have now, even though I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for it. Um, but in the process of those months, like there was, you know, every time you're an inpatient in hospital, it's 80 euro a night to stay, a stay a night in hospital. Mm. You know, there's, if you're having procedures done, like colonoscopies and stuff like that, there you have to pay for all of those. Um, then there's your prescriptions. You know, um, because if you're uh, the chemo that I'm on, um, the chemos that I've been on over over the last year are 48 hour chemo. So I have two hours in in hospital and 46 hours at home. I bring home the pump and I have it at home. So obviously then I have to have medication that I need to take alongside the chemo over that weekend. And that yeah. has to be paid for. So that's steroids and anti-sickness and all of that. Um, and then, look, I suppose for me, um, 
we as a society, we as human beings live within our means of, you know, if we work and we have a certain wage, we live as a family within that means. And then when that's completely taken from you, like you're living in a situation where you don't know where the next, you know, money is coming in from. So, for example, I'll, I'll give you an example. I had to retire. So I finished work near the end of July and I still haven't had any social welfare payment. I've applied for a medical card. It hasn't come true. I haven't heard from them. So we are living, waiting for all of these things to come. And apparently I, I called last week and was told that it takes 12 to 20 weeks to receive the invalidity pension. So the government don't go, okay, this person has this illness um, and is on this journey. So we will ensure that we're not going to add added stress to that, you know, and they can get, get, get that money quicker. You know, so today I've received two forms from the social welfare to have one half filled out by my doctor and yeah. one I fill out myself, which prolongs, the pro- do you get what I mean? Prolongs the process yeah. of accessing any finances, you know. Um, and not having a medical card is not only around not paying for hospitals. If I need to see my GP or any of my children need to see my GP now that I'm not working and I don't have a medical card, it's €55 Euro per person. If I need a prescription over the phone, it's twenty euro. All of these things, are like it, it all adds up. And I have a weekly podcast where I've spoke to other ladies and other people who have had cancer, and we spoke a lot about the financial strain of, you know, I, I say this a lot. Cancer doesn't knock on your door three years before you're diagnosed and say, "Listen, start saving now. We're coming for you in two yeah. years." And this is where your whole life is completely thrown upside down if that makes sense to you like that's kind of what it feels like you know and then you feel like you're living in poverty again and you're having to go to this social welfare and you're having to look for and Linda have you tallied up how much this has all set you back or how much it sets you back um I wouldn't say I've sat down and and tallied it up but it sets you back enough you know with you if you spend a week in hospital that's three hundred and fifty quid for then that's just for the, the for the bed, the use of the bed. You know, and then you've got all your prescriptions and anything else that you need you have to pay for. Well, Rachel Morrow is with us as well, Linda. She's the director of advocacy with the Irish Cancer Society. Rachel, how unusual or otherwise, maybe it's completely run of the mill stories like Linda's. Yeah, and good evening. Um, and thank you, Linda, for sharing your story. Um we aren't surprised to hear Linda talk about all the expenses that she faces. Um, sadly, she is one of um, 45,000 people diagnosed with cancer every year. Um, Linda was unlucky enough to be one of them last year. And every cancer patient is facing increased costs, as well as a reduction in, in income, like um, Linda described. And we did crunch the numbers. Um, we did this in 2018. And we found that the drop in income on average was around €18,000 per annum. Um, And this is on top of increased costs of around €750 just just a month. So today we're calling for action from government. Um, We're asking them to reduce the cost of cancer for families across the country 
because like Linda said, cancer patients aren't automatically entitled to a medical card. And I think that most people think that they are. So, you know, people aren't saving for the day that they might get a diagnosis of cancer, nor should they have to. Mm. Um, There's so much control that the government has around the statutory charges, like inpatient charges um, that Linda described there. And they can cost €800 per annum. And we really want to see action on this. The Minister um, for Health, uh, Stephen Donnelly, said that the Department of Health is exploring the possibility of abolishing um, all hospital inpatient and outpatient charges next year. And that would save patients up to €30 million per annum, um, not just for cancer, but but for all diseases. And we really need to see action on that for people like Linda um, and anyone diagnosed with cancer who is facing these absolutely crippling charges. I mean, it it makes a lie of the claim that we've got a public health care system if you've got to pay to use it. Absolutely. I don't think that anybody expects that they have to pay 800 euros per annum to um, get chemotherapy. It's it, it's a big surprise to cancer patients. Um, and where do they get the money from? Um, you know, at, at particularly at the moment when everybody is, you know, struggling with, with the cost of living um, and then there's that drop in income um, for cancer patients. And these increased charges, and you know, you've covered this before around the fact that if you don't, or you're unable to pay your inpatient charges, debt collectors um, get used to, to chase them, and that causes huge psychological um, impact on cancer on cancer patients and on their families. Yeah, and, and the ripple effect of that as well, if I can just say, yeah, because I've got five children, and two are adults, but three are young, like they're eleven, eight, and four. And they're all primary school going. And like the ripple effect of me, unfortunately, being diagnosed at stage four and having to retire. Like my eight-year-old daughter wants to go to gymnastics that you that costs 180 euro that you have to pay for the term. And I have to say no to her. So if you if you can imagine as a, as a mother, sorry, if you could, sorry, I don't mean to get upset. But if you can imagine as a mother how upset that is to have to live with the guilt that, Sometimes you feel like it's your fault that everything's changed at home because you've got cancer and you can't afford to do those things. Like, it's not as if she's in five or six other different activities. She's in none. So it was just one activity and we couldn't afford to pay for that. And it's not just about me as as the cancer patient. It's about everybody that is around you, like the whole ripple effect on your family. You know, when everything changes with a cancer diagnosis. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get upset there, but when I talk about it with children, it kind of... Ah, oh, Linda, sorry, don't, don't, don't apologise for getting upset. It's, it's the reality, like, yeah. it's so upsetting, like, you know, and I'm still dealing with the devastation of having to retire from a job that I loved and I worked so hard to get. And now I have to say no to my children at, about everything because we just can't afford it because mum is sick and yeah. we have to pay for A, B, C and D. And people don't see that bigger picture, like... It's not just about me, it's about all the people that I love around me and you feel the guilt because the, everyone's life has, has changed yeah. because you've got cancer. Linda, you know? how, how much did you say the gymnastics was again? Like it's €180 Euro a term, but the thing about it, it's not about that. Like if, they, if you could pay that on a weekly basis, you'd be, you'd be flying it. But you can't because it has to be paid up front. Yeah. So we had to say no in January and we have to say no again in September. And that breaks my heart. Like, and I know it's it's not a big thing, but for her, ah, it's a big thing. It's sorry, like, it is. You know, I've I've you know. young kids as well. It's a big thing for her. It's a big thing yeah. in her world. Yeah, those things really hurt, and that's where the financial strain, not only for 
medical costs, but the financial that happens for your whole life, all of those things is really, it can be really hard. Like it can be really detrimental to your mental health when you're trying to get, stay well and look after your, yeah. yourself. Uh, if that makes sense. And if yeah. I might just come in there, yeah, and I think that, you know, when we think about cancer, we don't think about families like Linda's having to make those really, really awful choices on behalf of their families um, because they're going through cancer treatment. And we need action on this in budget um, in, in the next couple of weeks. Um, parents and families can't be asked to sustain these costs for another year. Rachel Morrow, Director of Advocacy with the Irish Cancer Society and Linda Badler, mum of five, who, as she said herself, is, is facing cancer and is fighting cancer and is having to do it with this financial weight around her neck. It's just not good enough. Listen, thank you both very much. Linda, particularly thanks to you for sharing your story with us. 53106, the text number. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.